Genre of Your Life podcast, a show all about movies, TV, and the genres that define us. Episode number 39. 39. I am one of your hosts. Doug Jones with me as always is my amazing and one of my best friends. My amazing co-host, one of my best friends, to, and the silent Bob to my J is Mr. Joel Kendallin. How are you today, my good sir? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a chill day, you know, just gaming, looking for work and all that stuff, you know, adulting. Adulting, my guy. Adulting. Adulting and then dissociating. <laughs> <laughs> I should be a college class. Adulting and associating. A class on life. Professor Joel Kindlin at your service. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even class. show up to the class. <laughs> lesson one. <laughs> Don't expect much. <laughs> <laughs> At your first lesson, don't expect much. Yeah, don't just trust no one. <laughs> as, Dwight, as Dwight, as Dwight from the office would say, trust bless one. Trust no one. False. False. <laughs> Beats bears Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Michael. Oh, Michael. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man, boy, I am glad to be back with you, my boy. I know um, the boys wanted to be on tonight. I think Mo's got caught up with the production thing, and Nick's been working mad overtime. He's been working like since like 3 a.m. to like 5 p.m., so he's working really crazy hours. So he was like, hey, listen, man, I won't be on the show tonight, but I am tired as shit. I was like, my guy, take some, take a break, get some rest. Those are some crazy hours. You do you, boo boo, as Joel always says, tells me. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly right. You do you, boo boo. You do boo boo. But been thank you all. that since high school. Oh man, and that's been something that I stick with to this very day. <laughs> college, post college life, adulting. You do you, boo boo. <laughs> you do you. I forgot where I, I forgot where I heard that from. I was like, you know, I'm gonna take that and <laughs> begin my thing. Just like it's lovely, <laughs> lovely, <laughs> and you do you, boo boo. <laughs> exactly. And thank you all for joining this week. We hope you're having a great start to the new year. As always, guys, you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform of choice. We also have a full audio show on our YouTube page, youtube.com backslash Midway Avenue Productions. Whether you're on YouTube or Spotify or Apple or Amazon or even Google, uh, hit that review button. Leave a, fo- leave a follow, leave a subscribe, uh, leave a review, leave a rating. Please, uh, you know, the word of mouth. Um, we want to hear from you guys. Are you liking the show? You're not liking the show. Uh, it means the world to us hearing your support, hearing from you. So again, good or bad, negative or positive, let us know. We want to hear from you guys. So please review, rate, share us with your friends. Share the word mouth of us with your friends. Again, subscribe, follow, hit that follow. And remember, every, we have an episode every Friday. And I'll, I'll have an audio newsletter from time to time, so look out for that as well. You have one coming tomorrow, actually, from me. Uh, my kind of thoughts on the Iron Claw and kind of like the upcoming schedule for the show. So look out for that. Up yeah, guys, as always, thank you so much for your support. And one uh, thing yeah, that... Yeah, and definitely, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. definitely do follow, because yes. if we're not going to have an episode one week or so because of, you know, scheduling problems or, you know, someone's sick or anything, like a few people are sick or anything like that, or, you know, we just need, uh, we just need to take a break because, you know, life, you know, we do traveling, we have our own lives and stuff, uh... Definitely, you know, we'll update you guys on our Instagram story uh, or post or something. And also, we might give you hints of, you know, eventually, like, future things that we will do. You know, maybe, like, when we're 
gonna all be together <laughs> and do like a oh, video no. podcast you know that'll happen this year i promise i will get out to az and visit the boys and we'll all you know sit in a room and look you know like joe rogan and uh you know tiny meat game tmg type podcasts but for movies we're gonna be official i was telling this to, to uh to Nick, too, at our complex, we had this, like, kind of like your your dad's old complex in Chicago. It was, like, we had this, like, huge, like, offering-slash-conference room that, like, literally no one uses, and it has the best natural light. So, like, when we start doing video podcasting, when I think when I think Nick moves closer to me down the road, whatever, we're going to start doing that, obviously. And then when you come to visit, we'll do that, too, because we have that this kind of studio space. Like, literally, it's a huge conference table, and, like, literally no one uses that art place. And I was like, you know what? Once the once the well bits, once me and Nick kind of got things going for the video stuff, the video element, we're, we're, we're going to record there because, like I said, no one uses it. But you're right. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, I need to do better on that, too. Well, we'll, we'll kind of switch off posting. Hey, no episode this week. Look kind of cute little graphic. Like, hey, we'll put it on our socials on, like, Instagram and stuff like that. But thank you, Joe. I appreciate you reminding me. And also, too, you know, we talked about this on the show, too. Uh, before before the show actually is that um you know i i was hearing from, from friends and colleagues as well that apple podcasts might not be showing reviews or ratings um i heard from a few different people this week too so um spam that button spam that button you, you might have to do it twice or uh or more than once uh we appreciate if you can because sometimes with, with reviews and ratings it might take a little while to kind of upload or load but like seriously if you've been reviewing if you've been uploading or if you're reviewing or rating us we, we do appreciate it but i think apple Podcasts might be having kind of a glitch or a technical issue i'm trying to figure out more about that but you know because on spotify yeah. you can you can rate you can't review but on an apple podcast which is kind of like the leader of like podcasting unfortunately everyone has an iphone nowadays um or so i hope you do um but uh you sh there should be a feature to review and rate so if you're having issues with that don't worry we've kind of heard about it too so hopefully getting that figured out sometime soon yeah so if you left a bad review we are not deleting it we would let <laughs> we would keep it up i can't if i wanted no, to <laughs> he I could but yeah so we he couldn't i mean uh so you know we so if you hate us and you're just like fuck these guys we haven't seen it so sorry uh to all the people that left us good reviews where if you left us reviews at all and rated us, thank you guys so much. We're so sorry we haven't been able to see it. We will try to figure out what's going on, you know, try getting to contact. Uh, hopefully, like, next time you leave a review, it will post. Uh, but, um, and, you know, we will definitely check them out. We do love you guys so much. So thank you if you did leave a review and a rating and we haven't been able to see it. Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. I'm trying to figure that out, man. It's it's always something nowadays. But no, seriously, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you. It really means the world to us. Um, I'm trying to think. The past week, we didn't have much going on. We uh, I put on my Mean Girls out of theater reaction last night, and I kind of like. I mean, I'll, I'll review this movie on the on the on tonight's episode too. But like, real quick, is that like, I I knew it was kind of weird when I went to this screening with Z, and it was kind of empty. I was like, <laughs> like. Did I talk when, about like my thoughts about it on the podcast or no? I mean, if you, me, like yeah, I mean, before yeah. it came out. Yeah, no, I, I, no, you texted me. You were like, "This looks like dog oh, shit." It's, yeah, because it's like <laughs> it's just one. We didn't need it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We we didn't need the like musical movie 
S version and to me like I, I love Mean Girls like you know I have sisters so I watch a lot of movies like The Notebook or Mean Girls and stuff like that and you know as a young yep. guy back then I secretly liked it I'm openly liking it now but <laughs> you know but like uh, but yeah no when I saw it I was like no this looks absolute shit I was like this just it just doesn't make sense to do a movie I can understand you know Broadway whatever but like a movie wise it's just really stupid you know what I mean it's like taking singing in the rain and then making it just a regular ass movie no one's gonna want to watch that shit yeah no I mean Oh, why? Why not? Okay, let's get to it. So yeah, so I'll do, I'll do my review of the movie. Why not? Because because <laughs> why not? We brought it up. Um, yeah. So for some context, I yeah, I love the original Mean Girls too. It's been like a big part of like movie I watched, you know, growing up. You know, with cousins stuff like that. It's it's. It, I mean, twenty years later, which is hard to believe. It's been twenty years since that movie came out. Yeah. Um, it really holds up super well. Uh, Tina Fey like, is a great writer. Honestly, everyone that from movie from Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams. Meta Seyfried, I'm blanking on the girl who plays Gretchen, uh, but Tim Meadows, like, the list goes on and on. It's Amy Poehler, like, the list goes on. I mean, the movie's hilarious. It's, it's a classic. It's a 2000s classic. It's, it's part of our, like, us growing up. And, you know, and I saw the musical with Zeta about two years ago when it came to Phoenix, and I was really surprised by the musical. The music the song was very catchy. The production was very great. It wasn't, like, it was very kind of, just, like, the choreography was great. And me and Z were like, wow, that was awesome. Like, this was really good. Because, you know, when you when you adapt movies to musicals or movies to shows, it can go either great or completely shit. And Bo Z and I were <laughs> like, wow, this was a great production, a live production of a great movie. So originally, for some context, too, the movie was supposed to be a Paramount Plus release. Um, and, you know, we see this a lot with HBO and Paramount Plus. And I think, I'm trying to think, Hulu maybe? When the studio believes in a movie, they'll change it from a th streaming to theatrical. Unfortunately, in the past year, HBO did that with House Party, which was terrible, if you ask me. I mean, it was awful. Um, as well as Blue Beetle. And Blue Beetle was fine, but obviously it, it flopped really hard. Um, so most of the time when they do that, it means the studio believes in the movie or not when they cancel them, like Batgirl, when Batgirl was hearing, you know, horrible test screenings, blah, 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 and they cancel the movie whatsoever. So it's a bit of a tricky, you know, line to kind of like balance. So when I heard this back in September, I think it was that through work too, they were like, on our weekly newsletter from Paramount, they were like, oh, by the way, like, uh, Mean Girl is going to theaters. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Cause I feel like there's confidence in that movie from theatrical to streaming to theatrical. But I remember you were like, fuck that. I don't want, I don't want to see that. And I was like, well, I was more on the optimistic side because I liked the musical a lot. Like seeing it in live production was awesome, but you know I was still kind of optimistic. Um, and a lot of people were like, "Oh my gosh, Mean Girls the musical and the movie, it's awesome! Let's go get Renee Rapp, who's like you know a rising star right now. You got Tina Fey coming back to write and star in it as well. And Tim Meadows coming back as the principal. You got John Hamm. Got like Busy Phillips. I'm like, okay, cool. It's got a lot of elements to it. However, the thing that kind of like stuck me by surprise was that the people who made this movie were first time directors. And I'm like, whoa. I was like, you know, it's a lot to take on for your first movie. A, a musical, but B, a remake adaptation of a classic that's beloved by so many. So I was like, all right, that's you know, that's that's something, whatever. But like last night too, I knew something was up when the screening was empty. Like how nights when the screening was em screening was empty too. And I told Nick, I was like, "Yo, there's no one in the screening." And last night I told Z, I was like, "This is kind of empty." Like we had seats next to us, and I was like, "All right, well, it is what it is, mate." Because 
middle of a, middle of a week day, week week whatever like you know it's Wednesday night, but I was like it's kind of odd. Um, and I'll tell you what, if you heard my out of theater reaction, I kind of went in a little bit of it. This movie's disappointing in a few different ways, and I'll tell you why. What I said was it was stiff. And the whole time, even Z would probably agree with me on this, Z was kind of saying, is it me or is it kind of like something kind of off? A lot of the songs did get cut from, from the Broadway live production version. Because Z and I were like, wait, there was a few different songs that were missing. And then we, we went on like, you know, Instagram, TikTok after the movie, and they were saying, the girls were saying, yeah, these scenes were cut, these songs were cut. And I was like, oh, what, what is, what's going on here? It was very stiff because this movie was trying to do a lot, two different things. This movie is adapting the musical, and the musical is adapting the original movie. So this is like adaption of adaption of adaption, kind of like Inception in a way, like of adaptions. And also, it's trying to introduce Mean Girls to Gen Z to new generation, but Mean Girls is, mean Girls is still relevant to this day. So it's, it's trying to do a lot of different things. It's trying to balance a lot. And, you know, if you're going to do that, you're going to go full out. It was very half-ass at times. And what people are saying, too, is that... What I noticed, too, is that as the, music, the musical element did not work. The musical element did not translate well from stage to screen. I was very vocal about that last night in my out-of-theater reaction. Uh, it did not work. And I think that the music and the choreography worked a lot better on stage. And something that I noticed, too, that kind of threw me off a lot. Listen, I love seeing movies in IMAX. Like, I love it. It's my favorite format, whatever, favorite premium format. However, Michael Bay does this a lot, too, where, like, when you, when you don't do a full IMAX, you kind of, like, do, you know, normal aspect ratio in IMAX, and it switches back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It messes with my mind. And Transformers, Dark Knight, Transformers Last Night, Dark Knight, whatever, five, whatever, the terrible one, I saw that, and dude, I had a fucking headache the entire time. I was like, please pick an aspect ratio and stick with it. I am begging you. This movie does the same thing, but not IMAX. Like, the when it's not doing a song, it's kind of like this kind of like white full screen kind of ratio. And when it's song, when it's like musical elements, musical part, whatever, it's boom, white screen. And a lot of the songs, dude, are told via like TikTok. Like, kind of like iPhone ratio. And that's really distracting. Like, that's super distracting. And, like, it takes away from the performances and, like, the creativity, the production, whatever. And what everyone's saying, too, which I agree with, is that this looks hella low budget. Like, really low budget. And that could have been maybe because it was a streaming movie first. But compared to, like, the original or some other Paramount movies, it looks really low budget. Like, people were saying, like, this this looks like some kind of she-in costume and wardrobe. And I was like, damn. I'm like, that's saying something too. Like, it looked cheap. It looked really cheap. It like my guys, my guys from Double Toasted, who I like a lot, they were saying, like, it feels like a parody almost of Mean Girls. Like, it feels like a parody, like someone doing a kind of like a short student film parody of Mean Girls. It looks really low budget. And what bothered me too is that the chemistry between all four plastics did not work. Did not work whatsoever. You don't feel the same way you did with the original girls in the original movie, or even like the live production that we saw. Like when I saw it a few years ago, like it felt like the movie. Like it felt like the naturality, the kind of natural friendship, the chemistry was there. The chemistry was not there between all four plastics. And I was like, damn, you gotta be on the same level. Like it was all over the place at times. Um, but you know, another thing I said in my out of theater reaction was that 
you forget it's a musical at times. Like there's times where like there's so much time passes by between songs. You're just like, oh yeah, shit, this is a musical. Or like the songs that will happen out of the most randomest times, which, which I know a lot of musicals do that. Don't get me wrong. But like it comes so out of left field. You're just like, wait, this is a song? Like what the heck? Because in the Broadway show, it was so incorporated. It was so natural. It, it, it flowed so well. I was like, okay, here we go. Like this, this is what I'm talking about. Right on. Not in, not in this way, not in the way inside. It felt very stiff. It was editing was all over the place in terms of like song transitions, actual cuts, whatever. And like again, the musical aspect was so random at times. Like people on Twitter are X and Instagram, and Instagram are saying like, I, and the other thing too is that this movie was not marketed as a musical. Like none of the musical stuff was part of the trailers or marketing. So a lot of people are going in not knowing it's a musical. Like they're going in blind. Like wait, this is a musical. And again, unfortunately, the era of musicals are kind of dying, or a lot of them are going to streaming. Like, Dear Evan Hansen did not do well. I like the movie a lot. I heard the production is, is amazing. I thought the movie was fine. But it got ter- terrible reviews and did not do well whatsoever. Movies like Spirited, uh, Will Ferrell, Ryan, Goss- Ryan Reynolds' uh, holiday movie, did a huge number. Did Gangbusters on Apple TV, huge streaming numbers. Uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, one of my favorite movies of 2021. I love Tick, Tick, Boom. I love Andrew Garfield. I love Lin Manuel, Lin, 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 Lin Manuel Miranda. Netflix movie. It, it, these musicals are going streaming only now, or exclusive streaming, and that sucks. So the era of movie, movie theater, movie, movie theater musicals are dying. The last two good ones I can think of was Greatest Showman and La La Land, and that's it. The musical aspect does not work on screen at all. And what also kind of bothered me too is that. They did not utilize John Hamm or Jenna Fisher at all. Like they're marketed a lot in the trailers. They're barely in it, and they have like no impact. It's a waste of their talents. When the movie ended, I was like, "Yo, John Hamm playing the gym coach. He's like two minutes of screen time." Jenna Fisher, great casting between um, Ingori Rice. I'm, I put your name uh, and Jenna Fisher. Like great casting for mom and daughter. Jenna Fisher is wasted. Like, wasted. You're like, come on, man, really? It just doesn't feel... It just, again, it just feels, like, out of place. It's really stiff. It doesn't kind of feel like Mean Girls. And I'm like, as someone who loves the original movie, and I love, and I really do like the live action, the live action, the live production of the Broadway show, which, again, if you can see it, worth the money, worth worth seeing it in uh, live. But, man, it's just like, what, what went wrong? And sometimes, I will say, though, the big three... I'll probably butcher their names right now. Uh, Renee Rapp is great because her voice is beautiful. Uh, she's, you know, she's playing, you know, um, Regina George has b- big shoes to fill. But I did think she was great. I mean, she's a natural singer and she has a beautiful voice. Definitely one of my favorite parts of her sure. Um, and I'm gonna butcher her name, but it's the voice of Moana. Um, uh, Luai Cravalo, uh, I probably butchered her name too. Uh, steals the show she's janice and she's phenomenal like she really is singing her ass off and her voice is magnificent um and the actor playing um damien uh jaquel spivy or spivy i'm probably probably butchered his name too also great like the chemistry between those two actors was phenomenal because they're kind of the narrations of the of the musical and this movie as well those three standouts their acting was great their voices were phenomenal, phenomenal. But other than that, I don't, I don't have much to say. I thought the chemistry between kind of the plastics did not work. 
And I don't know, it just it just felt like a parody almost. And they cut out a lot of stuff from the original movie, like some funny stuff. I'm like, oh, really? Like this that's, that stuff was in the live production, but why is it not on this movie? Just I don't know. Maybe it should have stayed. Maybe a streaming movie. It's getting decent reviews from other critics and other like, re- other reviewers, but I don't know, man. It was very stiff. It was very stiff, and uh, I, right now I'm I'm not hearing the the best response from audiences. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how this does opening weekend. But I'm telling you, I think a lot of people are going in not knowing this is a musical. If they said Mean Girls the musical, probably made more sense or market some of the songs. The musical aspect is not marketed at really at all, and it shows. Um, I told you this today too, Joe, on our voice message. Me and Joe have a joke, right? From the movie Brick Mansions, Paul Walker's like kind of one of his last movies. The RZA, Wu Tang Clan, legend, one of my favorite rap groups of all time. Wu Tang Clan is is, is, a, is a legendary rap group. RZA also acts, directs, you know, produces too. Big movie cinephile like we are. There's a scene in Brick Mansions where. He's a Jamaican accent. And Joel goes, when did he become Jamaican? And we're, start, we're laughing. <laughs> you remember that, Joe? <laughs> okay, so, so Rizzo is in the movie. You know, he's playing his character. And you're just like, all right, I know who that is. He's talking normal the whole time. Like, you can hear him thoroughly. He's talking normal. And then at one random point, he started doing a Jamaican accent. It wasn't like one Jamaican word with an accent. It was like the whole the whole scene he became yeah. jamaican and we were like i was like when literally out loud i was like when the fuck did he become jamaican like what happened like <laughs> doug's dying <laughs> i'm cracking up dude i'm like yeah i'm like wait what did he become jamaican and we were like wait what and so then in this movie similar thing it's a joke that me and joel have had over the past 10 years which is hard to believe as well it's an ongoing joke from us but last night too the girl actress playing regina the actress playing um uh, Gretchen Wiener, uh, she's like, they're in like Regina George's closet, whatever, and she goes, oh, yeah, my abuela, uh, give me this. And I said, hold up, hold up, hold up, my abuela. Like, and I was like, wait, what? And she did it again. And I, I told Zia, I'm like, that girl is not Hispanic. <laughs> I'm like, ain't no way, bro. And Zia was like, you never know. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm like, trust me. I'm like, ain't no, I mean, I, she could be, but I was like, it came out of left field where I was like, ain't no way, bro. Ain't no way. <laughs> and like, <laughs> she's putting like the emphasis on the abuela, like that kind of emphasis on it. And I was, and I thought so like, this girl is not Hispanic. I mean, she is, I apologize, but like, you can't fool me. I was like, this is a brick mansions Rizzo all over again. I'm like, wait a second. But yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I know you had no hope for this movie. I know Park, you had... right? That's her name, Ashley Park. No, no, no. She, she's she's a French teacher. She's barely in it too. I like her a lot. Okay. She's barely in it. Uh, her name is. Let me see. I have it up here. My MDB. Wow, the, the rating going down. Uh, Bebe Wood. Bebe Wood. How the fuck? Yeah. Bebe Wood is an American. That's all it says. American. Yeah. Do you see your picture? Uh, yeah, I see it. Let me just go to the images. There's no fucking way she's Hispanic. <laughs> so I have, that's why I have you do. <laughs> no fucking shot. If she's Hispanic, she's Spaniard. You know what I mean? She's Spanish. It came out of nowhere, bro. And I was like, this girl, that girl. I'm like, what? 
I was like, excuse me. He was, I was born like, huh? in Kansas City, Missouri. What Hispanic have you ever heard say they're from Kansas? They probably exist. We probably haven't met them yet. <laughs> they this... just integrated with the whiteness. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, all right. So, yeah, I don't know. It. I know you, I mean, you, you kind of saw us coming. I had optimistic being more hopeful just because of like, just because I really did like the live act, live production Broadway uh, show a lot. And I love the songs. And Tina Fey also wrote the the Broadway show as well as the screenplay. Um, and, you know, it, there's cute things between her and Tim Meadows for sure. But I don't know, man. It's, it's, it just seems it seemed very stiff. It didn't seem really like it didn't really flow well. I was I was kind of disappointed. So I'm giving it. I'm torn. I'm, I'm, I'm like either a five and a half or a six out of ten. Because those three actors who I mentioned are really great and they have phenomenal voices. So I can't, again, my thing too, if you're a diehard Mean Girls fan and like you have to see this movie, okay, I would say go to a matinee, don't pay full price. Or if you can wait, again, I hate saying this two weeks in a row for a movie, wait till Paramount Plus, wait till streaming. But unfortunately, I'm just like, I don't know. There's not, a lot for, not enough for me to convince you to go see it full price, opening night or whatever. Again, if you have to see this movie, you love you love these actors, you love music, you love musicals, and you love Mean Girls. Okay, go 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 to a matinee or use your A list or Regal Limited or whatever pass you have. But painful price, I don't recommend, unfortunately. So, yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm torn, man. Get five and a half or a six. I'm gonna give it a six out of ten, just because of the act, the three actors who I mentioned. I thought they were really doing their best. I do think. Excuse me, Tina Fey is trying to do a good job as a Tim Meadows. So, again, if it would be fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, it's a very, very low rating. But I, my score might change the more I think about it. But I don't know, man. It's just a lot of wasted talent and a lot of just like weird editing. And like I said, too, it's doing something kind of strange. It's trying to adapt a musical adaptation of that of that musical adapting the original movie. So it's again, it's a third adaptation. With an adaptation, and it's trying to introduce Mean Girls to new generation, but it feels very really kind of half-assed at times. So, yeah, man, it's it's unfortunate. So again, I'm looking forward to seeing what it does box office-wise. I might do a kind of audio newsletter on that, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. Um, even Z Z was like, "This is my most movie. I'm looking forward to the most 2024." I was like, "Babe, the year just started," and she loves she loved the musical and she loves the original Mean Girls, and she walked out. She was like. I don't know, man. It was just something that wasn't wasn't there. And I was like, wow. And Z is a good audience too. And she was kind of just like, Yeah, like this 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 was not for me. And I was like, wow. And that's saying something to someone who loves the movie the way I do and loves the the Broadway version that we saw. Big let bit of a bit of a letdown. So yeah. Mean Girls out this weekend. And it was something too that I that I heard after seeing this movie. And I was kind of like, I don't want to, you know, this is you know, represent. But it seems like Paramount is very obsessed with nostalgia right now. Like, very obsessed with nostalgia. This, Top Gun Maverick, Grease. <laughs> like, you know, they're really trying to, like, hang on to these franchises. No, I, and I get it, too. You have these IPs for a reason. You might as well use them and you'll know, be creative with them. But it seems like they're now known as the, quote-unquote, nostalgia studio. And, you know, it's a shame because, you know, they're also the home of Quiet Place. They're also going to be they're trying to, like, Put out some great stuff. Like again, I didn't like Smile, but it's still an original movie that made a lot of money. Or Babylon, original movie that I loved. But it seems like they're really focusing on nostalgia, 
and you know the guys in Good Burger Two, for example. Even the guys, the Workaholics guys, who I love, you know, they got kind of fucked over. Remember, two weeks before production of their Workaholics movie, they got pulled, and Paramount told them like, "You don't fit our brand anymore." And then they're like, "But use fucking greenlit Good Burger Two." <laughs> like, wait, what? And the guys were kind of salty about it. They were like, "Well, you're greenlighting all these other stuff from Comedy Central or your Nickelodeon days." Why do we get fucked over? And I get it. I would be pissed too. Two weeks before production on a movie, and y'all say, nah, we're good. And again, remember, they don't own the rights of Workaholics. They, Viacom and Paramount does. So it's like, you can't really go anywhere with that. But it does seem like they're very focused, heavy, heavily focused on the Star Trek, heavily focused on nostalgia and kind of like really kind of re- re- revitalizing their IPs. And I get it. You own those for a reason, but you got to make them worth seeing in theaters or make it worth something new about it but you know again we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens next again I think this should have made should have stayed a Paramount Plus movie and breaks my heart saying that because I'm still pro theatrical but you know it is what it is it is what it is yeah and that's and that's that well, how you doing my boy how, how's your how's your week it was good it was fine uh, nothing Nothing, uh, nothing special. Um, you know, I've just been gaming, looking for work. I uh, got an interview tomorrow, had an interview last week over the phone. Oh. Uh, they haven't reached out to me yet. It's about to be the end of the week, I guess. So they'll, you know, probably reach out at some point, either tomorrow or at some point after, uh, after this weekend if i don't hear anything by sunday night then i'll just say like hey no job um yeah you watch anything good uh, have i watched anything i've watched yeah. been watching anime because there's a lot of new anime out right now um yeah. Uh, I told you about watching, uh, fuck, what was that dumbass movie? Rebel Moon. Yeah, you were texting me, bro, and you were cracking me up, bro. Like, Dude, I was, I know you were laughing, and, like, knowing that you laughed made me smile, but watching the movie, I was just like, bro, this, this is shit. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, like, it's, so, how can I explain this? It is such an intriguing movie because it has, like you said, people have been saying, like, it has elements of everything. And when they say everything, it's like everything sci-fi. And so with that, uh, it could really stand out alone. But yeah. it it didn't. It, it was shit. The acting wasn't all that great. You know, it was very stiff. There were a few actors where you're just like, I know them, and, you know, they did well, of course. You know, um, you, you know, uh, Charlie Hun- Hunnam, uh, who I, oh, yeah. I've loved since I've I've watched, you know, uh, Sons of Anarchy, me and my family. Mm-hmm. We loved that show. Uh, so, you know, like, there's good actors in it, just shit acting overall. Just not, I wouldn't say shit, all right acting. Like nothing special, <laughs> you know. What I mean, some of yeah, some of these you. actors are very stiff, like you know, with their emotions. Yeah. Like <laughs> it, it felt like I was watching like a Dune spinoff, you know, oh, because it's no. just how 
like I'll... sci-fi channel <laughs> yeah where it's oh. just like dude oh. like like you guys couldn't you know what i mean so here here's here's what happened in the movie god my my ears um sorry i'm looking at movies on prime um so here here's what happens so basically and this is the overall story i'm not gonna say the whole movie but basically the premise of the movie is there's this uh there's this king who went across the galaxy and basically conquered all and within with like in this the within this kingdom basically they are greedy they want everything that is basically their motto that's how they they that's what they train into their fucking soldiers they want everything they literally said that you know um so you know they went across the galaxy whatever and then the 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 king was assassinated and then his re and then you know like his top general became regent and sent uh some of his best like generals or something like that out to get to to end the rebellion you know in the name of their mm-hmm. king yeah. you know so it yep. wasn't like Dune and Spice and like people having visions. It's more just like the way their kingdom is set up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, I it, it wasn't anything special. The characters right. weren't anything special or stuck out. Like it just very, very dull. It was like it was it was uh, a dull knife. And sure. God, you wanted to use that knife to stab your eyes out. Like it was just, it was so boring. It was you're bored. Right, like no, I I'm you so bored. You know what I mean? I'm so sorry for the graphic image. You guys don't know me <laughs> at this point. That you should understand that I'm not gonna hold back my speech. Um, it's a noise. It's a noise. You know what I'm saying? Noise. Yeah. Not a noise knife. You know. It's, <laughs> it's funny, yo. The Snyder defender is not here to defend this movie. And it was. Uh, it, it was which is Nick. <laughs> Here's the thing, and you told me, you told me, you want to know it's crazy, right? You, What's that? you texted me, you were like, it was supposed to be a Star Wars movie. Yeah. And I go, one of these characters' is weapons? Understandable now. They still it's... tried. It, it, I'm not it, but One character has these weapons, and you're just like, okay, now I see what's going on now. I see it. It's so... it... Oh, dude. Go ahead, go ahead, Dude, go ahead. It is, it's dull. It's really dull. It's boring. You can watch it. It's not going to be the worst movie you saw this year, but it's going to be boring. It's going to be uninteresting. You're going to, you know, it's... And then what I hate about certain movies like this is that there's, like, this undertone of romance. Like, we don't need the romance in this. Like, we really don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, because this person loves you. Like, shut up. No. Like, there's no room for that here. You know? Like, you gotta... In sci-fi movies, in fantasy movies, you gotta do it correctly for me not to hate the romance. You know what I mean? Because sometimes yeah. they'll put like, characters that are just like complete bullshit you know what i mean like the most stereotypical romance like the princess and the and, and the and the ruffian bandit like oh my god like it's basically you know <laughs> like uh it was, it was shit um what did i say the other day i said i hate when there's this uh 
yeah, it's oh yeah. There's also <laughs> there's also one character that's just shirtless, and that's his whole thing. Like he's wearing like this uh scarf thing the whole movie, even when they're in like cold areas. This man's wearing scarf, and it's just like he's shirtless. I'm just like that's that's as as gay people and and you know women uh uh fan service you know what i mean the shirtless buff dude who who's free natured and and you know can relate to a caged flying bird <laughs> like it was so it was it was it was absolute shit it was it sucked it 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 just it, it was such a plain movie and they did nothing right in it at all nothing not the villain <laughs> who by the way I, I forgot to tell you he has a an obsession with his stick and I'm not talking about his oh, penis boy. like it it just he has a he has a stick. I understand, like, being brutal and, like, wanting to hurt people and, like, you and a, you know, if he talked about it's not enough, it, if you if you use a gun, you know, he didn't say anything like that. It was like, like, the, when he introduces a stick, he's like, this is how you punish your subordinates and beats the living fuck out of one person. And then you see him with it throughout the movie. He has this weird obsession with his stick and hitting people with it. It wasn't. It, it sucked. I was like, "What is this obsession with the like?" We understand it from the like from the right. first part about punishing someone, but the rest of it, fuck out of here. No, there was no point in this stick. Like it sucked. Like it was so bad. It was uninteresting. <laughs> it was boring. It was a mix of so much bullshit. It sucked. It was garbage. It. Uh, I'll tell you what. I. I mean. I know there's two. I know there's two more. Two more parts coming. God, uh, two. Is, I just thought it was one. Fuck. I, could, I I thought he was doing. Well, I could be. I think I think he's doing like a part two and like a prequel spinoff, something like that. Because Netflix wants to like really flesh this out. I'll tell you what. I, he's he's been honest about this too. So I'll probably get shit from the Snyder fans, but it is what it is. Sorry, Nick. Um, <laughs> Snyder is not good. Sorry, as a filmmaker. Snyder does not know how to capture romance or comedy well. No, and he's very—he's been vocal about it on uh, the Russo brothers podcast, like Pizza Film School, and the Russo brother and and Snyder even said like, "I don't write comedy. Like my me and my me and my co-writers, we're not funny. We, we don't write comedy." And I'm like, "Yeah, because there's a lot of funny stuff in your movies, obviously, but also too, I I think he says in a, a podcast or another interview." The way he captures romance is very not natural. It's very stiff. That's it's super word. It's stiff. stiff. Like so the Lois and Superman Clark stuff in his DC universe, it's fine. But like, it's yeah. not like a, the original ba- Superman. Everyone knows their, right. their romance already has his, you know, right. she's a reporter, it, he's Superman. Yeah. Like, it's not that hard to do. No, it's not. And he's, I think that, I think that as a filmmaker, it's, I don't know. I, I, there was not a lot of romance in Army of the Dead or I don't even Dawn of the Dead either, but 
it, 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 it does. He's not really. He's not a. He doesn't know how to capture romance or comedy well. And that's fine. Not not every filmmaker can. And I, and I and I I I accept that. But from what you're telling me, from what I'm hearing, is it's like people are saying like, "Yo, bro, what the fuck?" Like it's. And I'll tell you this. I'll tell the I'll tell the audience too. They don't know this already. This was supposed to be a Disney. It's supposed to be a Star Wars movie. Um, and I think his co-writer was like a writer on Obi-Wan show. I could be wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. and he pitched it as a, he pitched it as a, uh, Star Wars movie. And, you know, you would think, you know, he's a, he's a pretty big director and, you know, he's everyone, he has a, he has a following. Like the Snyderverse fans are real. Like it's a, it's a real, it's a real following. He ha- he has a fan base. No, I mean his movies haven't always done the best, critic-wise or box office-wise. But his, his he has an audience. He has an audience. Right. Yeah. Um, let me see. But here's see. my thing, right? right? This movie was shit. Okay. And I would have to see the original script to to see if I would have liked this movie might did shit anyways even if it stayed in the Star Wars universe depending on what he wrote because this whole movie was shit like yeah, nothing I... stuck out and I don't mean shit and like this is the worst movie ever it was just that it wasn't good I would give it a 5 like it it's it's watchable but at the same time like like I said, nothing special. It's dull, thrown through from the beginning to end. He, uh... Yeah, I think, from what I've heard, from this is what, yeah, so he... He had a meeting. Like, he had a meeting. I'm sorry, his his co-writer did not write Obi-Wan, different, different writer, but uh, he said that, uh... Yeah, he had a pitch to Kathleen Kennedy. This is on a pot. This is on the... This is on the DG, DGA Director's Cut podcast, which is a really good podcast. Uh, Denis Villeneuve is on it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, he had... Um, so he had this idea since, like, college. And even he was working on Man of Steel with Chris Nolan. Like, he had... Uh, uh, and he was telling Christopher Nolan about it. I think Christopher Nolan was very supportive of that. That's pretty cool, too. Uh Oh, I see. I see. Oh, I see. So this would happen. <laughs> I should have known. He pitched this movie right when Disney bought Star Wars and they were developing the new trilogy. So, and we all know my stance on Kathleen Kennedy as a producer and a head of Star Wars. And she said, hell no. And, well, you know, her track record of films and greenlighting stuff has not been subpar one could say absolute dog shit because she cancels everything except for some fucking little kid cartoon that no one fucking watches not even star wars fans have their children watch it and i bet you again this is a a topic i bet you i hope this happens i bet you that grogu mandalorian movie does not not get made i bet you she cancels it i bet you yeah most likely all right she's gonna cancel it bro Pedro Pascal just won an award at Emmy, and also he's uh apparently he's good, and he's not confirmed. It's not confirmed yet, but he might be our new Reed Richards. He might be our new Reed Richards. So apparently he Reed left. Reed Richards, uh, who is that? Uh, Mr. Fantastic. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, uh, I don't see. I don't see. I don't see it either. I don't and see it. 
And what bothers me too is that we're on a little bit of tangent. Uh, what bothers me too is that he left a movie that I was super excited for. And apparently, he left it for Fantastic Four. It's uh, Zach Krager's Weapons. Who Zach Krager did Barbarian, and I, you know, I lo- fucking love Barbarian. Um, and I heard the pitch, and it sounds fucking awesome. Uh, but now he's supposed to be the lead in that movie. But he left that Zach Krager Weapons movie. I'm like, oh no! And apparently, everyone's like, oh no, he left it for for uh, Mr. Fantastic. And I was like. Oh, dude, I would do an original movie with a great filmmaker than do a... I mean, I know, probably paid a lot more money for Mr. Fantastic, don't get me wrong. I love him as an actor. I think he's a great actor. He's great as Joel in Last of Us. and he was great. He's, he's a phenomenal actor. I don't see him as Reed Richards. I just don't see it. I do not me see either. I, I love Pedro Pascal. Uh, you know, I guess, like you he's said... He's great Mandalorian. He's great Mandalorian. Great in, you know, a lot of other things that he has been in but i the reed richards i thought i think uh john krasinski should have stayed it yeah that yeah, was no, really I agree perfect on that too. i agree on that too it uh yeah so i don't know man it's i i i'll probably i i definitely want to watch it like i'm definitely intrigued by it even like even again I, i'll probably watch it if i'm like down bad I'm like, like i'm gonna watch it but like from yeah. what I've heard, man, I have not heard anyone except for Nick. Who, who, this was in his top ten. I, I don't except for Nick. I think Nick is more looking at it as a Zack Snyder defender. That's fine. I defend a lot of movies that are shit that are like my people, people I love. I yeah, yes, you do. Like I'm I'm Patrick. I'm I'm talking. I'm beloved, my guy. I'm fucking with beloved. you. I'm fucking with you. See that? Keep fucking... my wife's name out, name your, out your fucking mouth. Uh, no, but uh, again, I love Suicide Squad, and people hate that movie. I love David Ayer, so I'll it's stand by right. my boy. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's again, you you made me laugh so hard that day, bro. I was walking the dog, and I was hearing your text. I was reading your text, and I was cracking up laughing, dude. I was like, that's hilarious because I've only heard nothing but bad things about this movie yet there's gonna be there's gonna be a part another part and well because like here i was bored i was like fuck i don't want to read as i watch anime because i, I watch <laughs> japanese and with subtitles i don't do english dub and if you do i judge you a hundred percent but there are good animes with some English dub. Uh, anyways, uh, I was like, I didn't feel like reading. So, you know, I finally got back into Netflix because, you know, you got to give it a very long break before you can hop back on to someone's fucking Netflix. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> that's how I bypass it. I stay logged in and I don't watch it for like a month. Um uh, so, anyways, I was looking through it and I saw Rebel Moon. I was like, "Oh, it's on Netflix." I so I I was thinking, I was like, "Man, I've been seeing memes about it. like no video clips, but like memes on like Facebook and stuff, like people just yeah. shit talking it." You know, like yep. the worst movie of the year, fucking Rebel. Moon. And so I was like, "All right, let's just check this shit out." And I watched it. and I was like, "Man, this is." boring like i was like i got text dying because <laughs> i was like man i cracking up bro you had me cracking dude, up. i was man that, uh, i was like man that's where i want to take a nap this is those you know background <laughs> like you put on the list of background <laughs> you know it's like i right, cool click go back go sleep 
Yo, that shit was... That shit was there. That shit was mid as shit. Oh my god, that shit was boring. I, I got a lot I got a lot more to watch this weekend, and that's like... That's, I'm gonna watch a lot of stuff this weekend, but like, that's, that's the bottom of my list. And I'm like... Honestly, you can... So you could... I, I'm telling you right now, don't watch it. It's not worth the time. I have no interest, dude. I, I, I'm, I've been so put off, man. And like I said, like, you know... I, I really did like people had people had problems with Army of the Dead again. Me, Hamza, and Nick paid to go see the movie instead of Netflix because we wanted to see this movie on the big screen. It also was kind of like we were getting out of COVID somewhat, and I really did dug. Uh, I, I really liked a lot was Army of the Dead, and people were like, "This movie's stupid," and I'm like, "I had fun with it. You know, I had a good time with it. It's long, but you know, I, I had a good time with it." But I don't know, man. It's Snyder. The Snyder fans. Will definitely, will definitely support him no matter what. And I, I have yet to see someone. I have yet to see someone that like has said bad things of this movie that is a Snyder supporters. But again, it's each their own. Teach their own. Teach their own. But yeah, I know. I, I'm uh... a <laughs> yeah. Dude, you make you crack me up the whole day. <laughs> it's just like yeah, you know, Charlie Hunnam and stuff like that, and. I would really I, not not gonna happen because she'll, she'll probably cancel before it even happens. Uh, but you know, Chad Selesky, who I fucking love, this dude, man, I love Chad Selesky so much. This guy is a fucking great filmmaker. He wants to do a Star Wars movie, and I'm like, dude, oh my god! If, again, for context, Chad Selesky is the director of all four John Wick films, and he's been a stunt coordinator ever since The Matrix. He was Keanu stunt double in the Matrix movies and has a really great career. Like, look at his IMDb stunt coordinator, fight coordinator for, like, huge movies, like Marvel movies, Hunger Games, like, huge, huge movies. And I, he wants to do a Star Wars movie. Probably won't happen because Disney will probably say no. And Lucasfilm will probably be like, no, we're not doing it. So, but man, if he would do, if he would do some kind of, like, John Wick 4-esque, like, action with Star Wars, oh, sign me up. Sign me up, sign me up. I mean, probably have to be PG-13, unfortunately, because it's you know it's Disney, your favorite people in the world, Joe. Uh, but uh, it uh, it would really be cool to see him do like a hand-to-hand combat, but Star Wars, like Jedi, or just kind of just like kind of like the blind uh, Jedi in a Rogue and uh, Rogue One. I was it Rogue Nation, Rogue One. Uh, as, 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 possible, as Mission Impossible, <laughs> different franchise. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I would love for him. Just I would love for him to do a Star Wars movie. But we all know it's gonna happen. As long as as long as Captain Kennedy's president of Lucasfilm, it ain't happening. It's not happening. Absolutely and not. It's a it's it's a the board it's needs a, to kick our ass out. Be like, yeah, no, people are shitting on us. Like, yeah, yeah, man. I, I just, but I would love to see Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, in know, a Star dude. Wars movie, dude. He could play not Jedi, not Sith. He would be a great like bounty hunter, you know, like oh, yeah. Cad, Cad Bane, bro. Fuck, oh, no, the dude. best fucking bounty hunter character there is, right? Fucking have Charlie Hunnam as a fucking bounty hunter way before like Order sixty six, like way before we had Obi Wan, Anakin. Like, wait, if we can go like like old Jedi temple, like when they were working with like people like that, like it'd be so fucking dope, man. Oh, like, so Oh cool. my goodness. He'd be a great yeah. character. Cause it'd just be, cause you know, he'll talk to like, it'd be interesting to see someone who isn't a Jedi. Who's, 
you know, getting paid to do good and doesn't mind doing good, but also doesn't mind doing something that the Jedi's wouldn't do. So it'd be an interesting, like, conversation with has, you know, Charlie Hunnam has this bounty hunter with a Jedi or something. Yeah, you know, it'd be it'd be so great. It'd be dope. I'd love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Just, we, we just we just need we just need non Skywalker or Skywalker related like again, they're just again, what Mando's so good at and Mando was guilty of this too, bring in, you know, when they had Luke's spoiler for season two, it's been out four years. When they bring in, you know, they de- when they DH Hamill, that was a really cool scene, don't get me wrong. But they they really got because Andor is still a prequel to a prequel. You gotta you gotta do stuff like you know Ahsoka. Ahsoka has ties to fucking Skywalker too, but you know what I mean. It's it's like you gotta do some really cool original, not Skywalker related stuff. You gotta do something like this. You gotta do something like outside of Skywalker, whatever. You know, years way years before, way years after. You gotta do something really cool and original. And I feel yeah. like Kathleen Kennedy and Disney wants to do Skywalker related stuff. Oh, it's a prequel to a prequel. And you see Anakin, or you see this person. It's like, you're, again, you're you're obsessed with. The, we, there's so much lore to Star Wars. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even a big Star Wars fan, but I know there's there's a lot more lore. Yeah, like Star with, Wars. With with Warhammer 4K, with Star Wars, with uh, Star Trek. That's a shout out for <laughs> Papa Papa Jones. Oh yeah, uh, love that. <laughs> uh, you know, with stuff like this. There is so much lore. They're written uh, in in a comic and a in a in a full on book and, and and picture books. Even you know just video games. Like there's so much lore that you could really pick. Just you could close your eyes, point your finger at something, and be like, "There we go. Let's go fucking do this." You know what I mean? Uh, I feel like. You know, we don't do that enough. Now it's just like the characters, like the production company or people are just like, people want to see characters, you know. I'm tired of seeing characters I know. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's like, I I don't want to see characters I know. I don't want to see actors I know. I want to see new people. I want to see the new generation. I want to see new characters that haven't been introduced introduced on the big screen and we just don't do that enough and it's really wow. shitty and and that's why I always I feel bad you know cuz I do like Zack Snyder movies with you know and with Rebel Moon and everything but like you know those characters were dry they were dull oh yeah yeah unrefined if you guys have ever watched the show uh forge and fire like if you guys like competitions and you guys like weapons that's a pretty cool show i like watching it on youtube they have full episodes uh where you know blacksmith will go and they'll they'll you know heat up like a piece of metal and then they'll make their shape and then what you're supposed to do is like you know harden it by dipping in oil or water or something after heating it and then you you take it to the grinder and you know you you clean it up you get rid of all the you know muck and stuff you make it shiny you make it sharp you make it he basically he made a shape and then that was it he was like all right cool this (laughs) i win you know that's all he made shapes and then didn't refine it he didn't refine it at all if i yeah you know and that's that's okay when you're making 
like something, but like something like Rebel Moon, you know, if it's not a show, I'll say this, you can't do it for movies, you could do it for shows. Right. And why is because you can refine it over time. Has an introduction, all right, here's your rough shape. Let's be vague. Let's you know, with with the audience, let's sculpt this out into something super refined, sharp, and just everybody will love it. You can do that. But with a movie like Rebel Moon, you can't. You're introducing a whole new galaxy, a whole new world, yes. But again, it's a movie. If you, if by the end of the movie, if it is still its shape, if you haven't cleaned it up at all, you're going to have problems because that means the characters are fucking boring. They're dull. Yeah. No one wants to fucking watch boring characters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because you made them unique doesn't make them lovable. Doesn't make them interesting. Mm-hmm. Unique things have to be interesting within movies. And Freeze he didn't. Guy. He didn't do that at all. It was a very dull movie. And so, like, things like Star Wars, things like Star Trek and Warhammer 40k and and a lot of other things that I don't know the name of or I'm not you know for, uh, that are uh, that I'm forgetting have lore to. They're not it, it like that's the thing. Like in the beginning, here's the shape. All right, now we refine it, and that's yeah. what happened with with Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia and. Mm-hmm. Han Solo, who, by the way, I'm pretty—he <laughs> wasn't even supposed to be there as long as he did, and guess what? He fucking lasted. He lasted so long. That character became so loved because he made, even if it wasn't super refined, he made a character that was interesting. He cleaned it up a bit, and the fans loved it. And then he sh- he made it into such a such a unique and interesting jewel, and people love Han Solo. You know, Harrison Ford made such an amazing character and helped him make that character, and it was just, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, Rebel Moon wasn't good, uh, but with the new... (laughs) Since I mentioned, like, you know, New Blood and, you know, seeing them do something, uh, Percy Jackson, the, the new kid actors, the young actors for that show are killing it. I'm really liking the show, even though Disney did it. <laughs> that was part of the merger, part of the Fox, Fox merger. Yeah. Sadly, I, if it, would... if it wasn't, I feel like it'd be like ten times better. But overall, the actors and you know the director and the cast and crew and every like they really put in work for this show, and it's it's really good. And to see new blood acting and doing so well too. They're young, by the way. They're killing it. Some of them are gonna take off from per. Yeah, some of them are gonna be stars after Percy Jackson after his first season and everything. Yeah, they're gonna. I can see them in other stuff. They're gonna because Percy Jackson's doing well, and so you know, I the the one that plays uh, what's her name, Annabeth. I can see her in something. She's a young black lady. Um, I don't know her name. Haven't looked it up. I haven't looked up their names at all i know the the kid playing percy he's from uh adam project the you know mini uh ryan reynolds walker, um, Sco- walker scobell yeah walker, walker scobell he's he did a big movie with ryan reynolds and you know he he's taken off from yeah. that and he's doing his own thing and he's gonna continue he's gonna be 
uh, an actor, you know, that, you know, like a lot of us have watched, you know, has a young person become an adult and go very far into the industry. So I think he's going to do really well. Um, I'd like to see him in more serious roles. I think that'd be interesting. So, you know, to so he's not a method. He's not like... Yeah. stuck playing a certain character because Percy <laughs> in this show is also a little snarky. You know, he's a young kid who's just like, I'm a half-god, my dad's abandoned me, and my mother's in you know, with Hades right now, and gods are there's about to be a war, and it's all on, all on me, what the fuck? You know, he's gonna be snarky, so, you know, but I don't want to see him get stuck in this type of character, you know, because that does destroy actors who wanna branch out so hopefully in the future he can get a very serious role because I think he could really do well in it. Um, but also the uh, are you looking at the cast right now or no? I, I am. So yeah, do you want you want me? What's uh, the young black girl's name uh, that's playing Annabeth? Uh, her name is. I have a similar take what you, what you just said about Walker Scobell. Uh, Leia Jeffries. Leia, Leia Jeffries. Jeffries. Shout out to her because she's good. I like her. She, I feel like she's going to go far as well. So I, I, I'm going to keep a lookout for her and see what she's going to do and see a movie she, she'll do because she, she's going to kill it. I can tell she's going to kill it. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. So, you know, keep a, keep an eye out for these new actors. Even I'm not just talking about actors I'm mentioning right now for Percy Jackson. I'm talking you know, to, to the listeners right now. If you guys are watching some new blood and you like someone pay attention to them you know mm-hmm. promote them be like yo check this guy out so that they can get fans and a following and they can go they can keep going further and further within the industry and they you know they you know they don't get stuck they don't hit the wall you know with fans a lot of actors fresh blood you know they make it they go farther and farther because of fans and so mm-hmm. you know we help them rise up so yeah but uh what were you going to say doug no, I, I completely agree. I, that's how I felt about the kid from The Holdovers. I think he's going to be a star. I think a lot of these yeah, you guys got to see what they do. Hopefully they're not one-hit wonders. And I think from what from my hearing from you about uh, Percy Jackson, these, these kids are, gonna like, are like stars in the making. And that's really cool. Yeah. So you, you, and I, you and I have really good, I think, kind of to you know, pat our own backs a little bit, you and I are very good at like kind of finding ta- young talent in a way of like watch them be big one day or watch them not be big. When, I mean, vice versa too. We might be like, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. they're not working. They're not working again. And you and I've been ninety-five percent right on a lot of stuff. Of like, yeah. we haven't seen that in a movie in a long time. And unfortunately, it's, it's, that's a business too. You know, it's, that's mm-hmm. life. It might not work out. Uh, but so the, the, yeah, it, and it's shitty because also it's also the fans that sort of drag them down because you know, like uh, not John Belushi. What's uh, fucking name? What's What's his name again? Is it John Belushi? No, that's the brother. That's still, he's still alive, right? Uh, the brother Jim. Jim is still Jim is still alive. Jim's still alive. John Belushi was you know typecasted, and he tried doing serious movies, and he no one liked those movies. No one wanted to see him because they know John Belushi has these characters, and he got typecasted, and that really affected his mental health, and that took him down a dark road. And I'm not saying that's the main reason why he committed. Is an actor that probably you know didn't help. So you know if you like someone like a type of character, don't don't keep them has that one little character. Like let them branch out, let them try different things, support them in what they do, and 
you know, because a lot of good actors get typecasted and fans don't help oh, yeah. because they want to see them do these characters continuously. It's like, you got to let them branch. Because, you know, if you don't, and, you know, one, they're not going to be able to refine their craft. Two, they're not going to go farther. We're going to see them in a few movies, and they're going to be dead in the fucking water. Oh, yeah. It's it's the bit... Yeah, man. It's, you, uh... Do you have Paramount Plus by chance? Yeah, my friend lets me. Uh, you gotta watch Babylon, dude. I think you would Babylon. really like Babylon. It's uh, yeah. oh yeah, I heard, I heard you talking about. It. Yeah, it's, I, uh, I remember. Yeah, it's, it's Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Damien Chazelle, who did uh, you know, La La Land, First Man, Whiplash. Um, the movies, it's it came out and like literally like no one, it did not do well at all. I saw it like on a matinee one day because it's, it's also a very long movie. But dude, it, the movie is really about like how you stay relevant and being typecasted in a movie. And for a movie that's set in the 1920s, 1930s, the message is very, very relevant to this day. And I think you would like it a lot because of what you just said, because of what you're saying, because of like that, like how to like not be typecasted, not kind of be in the same role. And you're right too. It's hard for someone to kind of like get out of that like out of that like typecast because agents and executives and producers like no we want to see you as this person this person this person and a lot of actors try to get out of it does always work like you said no but i think you would like babylon for that reason just because of like the message of trying to say of like how how when you're in this business you'll still be remembered but like you might have a hard time kind of like transitioning from like a certain type of role to another and I think mm. you like it a lot because because of that reason alone. Uh, but you're right; it's 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 tough. It's tough. And like the girl who I who I, who I mentioned in um, the Mean Girls, who's playing the Lindsay Lohan part, uh, Angor, uh, Angori Rice or Andrew Rice, whatever it was. She's she's been a, she's been a high school student basically her entire career. You know, she's Betty Brant in the Tom Holland Spider Man movies, uh, and she's like I want to she's she's like twenty two, twenty one, twenty two. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, she's, again, it's yeah, she's it's twenty two. Uh, but I mean, look, she was in the Nice Guys. I love the Nice Guys. Uh, but like her last couple of movies, yeah, Honor Society, st- high school students, Senior Year, high school student, Mean Girls, high school students. <laughs> um, God damn yeah, it. I mean, I mean, Black Mirror, high school student. Mm-hmm. It's like every day. High school student, like there's a pattern here, so it's like it's hard. I mean, once you're like casted like that, and you know, also too, it's like a lot, a lot, a lot of actors. I mean, again, it's it's like they're typecasted and it's they want to break out, but like it's you know, it's it's tough. It's tough, like you said, it's tough, and you know, like and it might might, kind of might backfire on you, like the guy uh, Ben Platt who you know who played dear dear Evan Hansen in the live production, the Broadway version, and then it's playing high school again in Dear Evan Hansen, the movie adaptation. And I don't have a problem with it personally, but like, a man is 35 years old. You can't, can't be playing high school student no more, bro. <laughs> like, no, no I don't think he was that old, but he was like in his 30s, I want to yeah. say. And I was like, yeah, bro, you gotta, you gotta which, know what like. <laughs> yeah, which makes me, by the way, which makes me happy about back to Percy Jackson's that yeah, these well, they're really young. They're right. not like twenty-something right. year olds playing right. high schoolers right. anymore. Right. So right. you know, I'm happy to see that they're using you know people, you know, within the age range, which is good. Anyways, right. back to what you were saying. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, like, I completely agree. We gotta really about. stop using twenty something year olds for these fucking roles. Where you're just like, damn, dude, you. I, <laughs> when did you start on, this career? It's been eleven years. You started this at nineteen twenty. You need to stop. <laughs> like you start. You know what I mean? Like it, it'd yeah. be weird if we still saw Zac Efron as a high school. <laughs> You oh, know, yeah, he dude. did high, he did the he did the one movie where like I never watched where it's like the grandfather goes back at the high school, you oh, know, he's young again or something. Seventeen again or some shit like that. I love it. I love that movie. I, I love Seventeen Again. I love that movie. You're right. And he he wanted to get out of that. Seems like even musicals too. He wanted he, he said he he wanted to get out of musicals. It wasn't until like Greatest Showman came to the table, he goes, Okay, I guess I'll do it because of Hugh Jackman, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. You're right. It's like he was playing high school students. Like you know, I, mean, I get it, man. Like, and again, I give him a lot of props. And I, if you hear my my review round up tomorrow, my audio newsletter, I talk about the Iron Claw. I was kind of like very proud in a way of like Zac Efron for kind of like doing more serious roles like Iron Claw because you're like we grew up on this kid watch on this guy watch you know High School Musical to Seventeen again to like Neighbors. And, you know, he was playing the college boy frat boy a little bit. It's like man, man, oh man, like. Yeah, he went from eating a nothing sandwich to uh to to wrestling and you know to neighbors and even with neighbors, you know, he was still playing this type of douchey, character. Yeah, yeah, douchey. So to see him in a more serious role and by the way, main role, I guess you could say, it, it's interesting and to yeah, with with such a great cast, you know, I haven't seen it, but I want to. It it stuck out to me the first time I saw it. So, yeah, no, it's interesting. Um, so I'm I'm happy when people are able to break away from these typecasting characters. Um, but you know, it it's still it's still really big issue. And you know what's so funny is that they yeah. they lose fans whenever oh, yeah. they oh, they dude. they try something new dude. like. Like, I've heard people have conversation about some movies that I really like, and they're just like, uh, like, Ryan Gosling. Like, you know, they, they see him as this, like, flirty, handsome dude that can only play, like, the really, like, funny, attractive guy. You know what I mean? But it's like, Place Beyond the Pines, um, uh, was it The Gray Man? Like, stuff like that, uh, Drive, uh when he does these serious roles, those are my favorites. I still like him when he does the comedies and stuff, but when he does these serious roles, killer. But, like, when people, like, you know, seeing him as, like, do so many movies that are very, like, comedy or whatever, and he tries something different, like, people, like, shit on him. And it's like, dude, like, dude, like, where I'd be like, didn't you, like, like this one movie? He's like, yeah. It's like, this, he did great in this one. It's just not making jokes. You know, he's still doing the same job. Just a different character, different type of character. That's the point of acting. You know what I mean? You make these char- you 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 find these different characters and you bring them to life. You know, Emma Stone has done it. She's been killing it, by the way. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? Oh, I, did, I didn't think I'd like Cruella, bro. When I watched that, I was oh, like, God, damn, bro. bro. She killed. She. <laughs> I feel like if it was someone else, I don't think I would have liked it as much. Because she killed it. And that. And then there was this one movie that came out. I, I haven't watched it yet, but it was supposed to be super weird with her in it. And I want to watch it. But, like, man, like when you, when you let them be them and do the job that they have a passion for and you know let them make these characters come to life on the big screen or even at tv at home 
you can get jewels that just that are just so amazing you know what i mean is uh the one you're referring to that the new one she's in uh poor things i think so where she's like a weird very pale and with black hair yeah it's supposed to be like frankenstein it, i heard it's fucking i heard this i get i, I want to see it too but i heard it's like it's a lot of fucking. There's a lot of fucking. It's a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of I'm weird shit going on. <laughs> you know, if you watch British TV, there's a lot of sex. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like skins, 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 skins yep. which skins. I got your cousin Mac into, bro. Like, dude, skins is great. Like, it, it's a great story. Just a lot of sex, a lot of dude ass. Uh, well, yeah, know. it's uh, it's the it's the British uh, television for you for. Yeah, a lot of yeah. nudity, honestly, and they should talk us. <laughs> Yeah, Which there's funny. Uh... They should talk us about sex and it's like, bro, you guys have a lot of sex. Uh but also, you know, it's anyway, it's like I'm I'm used to I'm fine with that. I just I want it just seems like I like weird movies, you know this. I like weird movies. I haven't mentioned any. Uh but I do like weird movies. So, oh yeah, no, me too. Me, I don't I've I've got I've gone I've I've appreciated my inner weirdness for movies more uh more and more i mean linked to you obviously in high school as well but, dude uh, remember when we watched weird movies and then we had to watch it and then like we we talked about it and uh <laughs> we we sadly brought you three stooges with us and they they shit talking me and you were just like whatever and then we went to mcdonald's we <laughs> we we talk about like man the, the script was yeah. so amazing and like they're character was so weird but like so like outstanding blah blah blah. like we loved it dude we ah dude my god i still love weird movies because it's just it's interesting like i feel like there was this one i don't want to call it it's weird in a way because i feel like the subject of it but i need to rewatch it to watch the full story of it because i felt like i was too young you know, to thoroughly watch it, which was a Nymphomaniac Volume One and Two. I watched both of them. Oh yeah, oh I yeah. Need to watch I watched that. Heard. Dude, That's what, uh, I right. yeah. For all the women out there, gay men, they and them. Is there like actual like, like sex? No matter what. Yeah, movie? yeah. Yeah, I remember someone in film school was like, "Tell me about it." And I was like, "Oh, word!" And I was like, "All right, I just." Never, I, I know. I, I know interest. I know interest. I know interest. But go ahead. It's a movie that. How can I say this? It's a movie that pushes you into an uncomfortable place because of the topic, which is sex. She, the main person, is an nymphomaniac. She, she's addicted to sex, and so you know, it, it follows her through, you know, dealing with being in relationships and you know with men with insecurities and her addiction and trying to fix it and then you know relapsing and stuff like that is very uncomfortable it's a lot nudity has to do with sex yes but it's an intriguing movie and i need to rewatch it and I always tell people this. I, I watched it, and I never thought that I would have saw Shia LaBeouf's penis, but hey, I did. And so, that was, I, I felt like, you know, like, that was my first time ever encountering, like, oh, shit, right, like, we're all growing up type of thing, you know what I mean? Like, Shia LaBeouf is an adult man, 
So it's like, you're, I'm going to see him and stuff like this and other people that you grew up with. You know what I mean? So that's what, like, that's why I was talking about it. It's like, it throws me off. But it's like, at the same time, like, as we get older, they're going to do things like this. You're going to see them in stuff like this. So, but also, he did a great job and I remember that. Uh, you gotta go but dig yeah, them, it's dig them holes, man. You have to go <laughs> dig them. <laughs> yeah, I went for you know, and and his show. What was the what was the show he had on oh, Disney? Even Stevens. Even, even Stevens. Yes, even Steven, bro. That was a great show. I used to. I grew up watching that, so it, it threw me off to, you know, as you get older, you, you know, at a certain point, you like realize, like, oh shit, you know, like I don't know that point was for you but that was that was the point for me where i was like oh shit right you know <laughs> so but he's no I, longer disney no more <laughs> yeah he's no longer dead that's literally what i said i'm not gonna lie and say oh this is he's not doing disney no more uh <laughs> he's so, long gone from that. yeah he's long gone from that but man like everyone has that realization so that that's why i thought about like first time ever seeing his yeah, I mean, uh, so that's why I mean, like, when I say that. So, but it's an interesting movie, I feel like, and you know me, like, I I'm not shy about like sex and and conversations of religion and politics. So, to I I definitely need to check this movie out again, just so now that I have a more understanding of the world and broader view, and I'm not so uncomfortable with everything. Yeah, again, it's it's a film that. Some people were talking about at uh at uh at uh, uh film school a lot. I remember one of my coworkers, Emily, who like she had, she had really good take on movies. I always appreciate talking to her at work about movies. And she was telling me about that movie. And she was like, "Yo, yo, fuck long, fuck uh, Lars von Tree was the filmmaker of that movie." And she gave to really depth uh, um, analysis about movies. And she kind of told me a lot of stuff that I, didn't, I wasn't familiar with. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's. Again, it was cinema. You know, it's it's a thing with cinema. Like you never know what to expect. Like mm-hmm. I, I <laughs> no, it's like again when you when you see things at a young age. I remember when I saw Django when I when I was like, oh, I was like, no, fourteen, fifteen. I was like, oh shit. I was like, what is this? Or even, even I got more mature. Obviously, when I saw Wolf of Wall Street, I was like, oh, okay, this is what. Other movies are like at times. I was already in my twenties when I watched Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, you were a little. <laughs> that was because I was party. <laughs> but uh... yeah, no, I was. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. they. This our group, our friend group, gave me so much shit because I was like, "Have you watched Wolf?" Nah. Yeah, you'd uh, be like, "I got voodoo. It's on voodoo." I'm just like, I, 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 I have been mood and I watched it. I was like, "Yeah, it's good. It's good." Yeah, I didn't love it as much as you guys, but yeah. It was, yeah, but yeah, anyways, back to what you're saying. Oh, we probably, probably probably overhyped it a little bit for you. Uh, but you're right. It's, <laughs> that's like there's some movie that kind of stick with me. Like I get, I know, I know Moses hated it. I really liked it. My top ten was Saltburn, and people are having the kind of reaction. I, I still like, haven't seen that yet, and it's on my play. It's on my watch next it, on Amazon. I'm really curious to see what you think of it. And I think why I liked it a lot was a was that I went in blind not seeing the trailer, nor did Z. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh fuck, this is what the movie is." And I, it's, it's a movie. It, it, it's why I like this movie too. Someone on Twitter said this too. And Twitter, I'm kind of getting a little angry with right now because of how people are so stupid on there. Uh, is that <clears throat> not something about Bradley Cooper's uh, 
I don't know. I love Billy Cooper a lot, as you know. And it's like someone said, like, how dare he play Bre uh, Leonard Bernstein? And I was like, okay, Jesus Christ. This one girl was just like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. Like, she goes, he played American Sniper. How can we forgive him for that? I was like, oh, piss off. Jesus Christ. Piss off. He, I'm like, oh, my that, God. He played, he did a movie about a real, you know, military hero who who tragically died and people are still shit talking him and the fucking actual person yeah Fuck it, me it's it's I, 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 on twitter i was like, i need to get off i need to get off social media for a week i was like i, I need a break so i was just like oh my god but uh i, I forgot what i was saying but oh no sorry saltburn was basically like someone said like the movie's very divisive it's very divisive you either love it or you hate it i mean you might be in between but like from what i'm hearing it that you like it you, you love it or you don't like it don't you don't like it at all i mean i kind of, i liked it i didn't love it but i liked it a lot actually it's again my top 10 but someone said isn't it great though that an original movie like this is causing so much discourse i was like yes celebrate that's that. so good that's actually that. a really good that's celebrate actually that. a really good saying that's dope i love whoever said that yeah that's great that's i haven't good, i'm not on social media like that you know what i mean <laughs> like my like social media is like mainly for contacting like different types of people you know what i mean like you know to to keep up oh, yeah. with some people um i'm, I'm trying I, on that tweet right now it's i don't but uh, that's that's such a great quote a good tweet. to say a good about tweet. movie is a really good tweet. I really like that. I really do. I so I I don't know. I didn't know that I was getting this much traction. Like you know, like hate and love. So this is new to me. So this is interesting. And to have someone quote that like in a tweet, you know, that's such a great. That's so great. I Just love found, that. Found it. This is at the creation. I kind of I kind of summarize it. it. Goes no matter if you loved it or hate it, seeing an original non IP movie gain this much traction. It's something to celebrate. I was like, yes. I was like, yes, 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 yes. Kate. I liked her, what you said back. My tweet that. <laughs> and all right, my 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 abridged version. Yeah, and I I do think that like you know it's a movie that got a lot of traction when people saw it. You no, know, when it came out, you know, w w last month, and it was. I mean, right. my god, lie, it was definitely it was, it was a quick turnaround from theatrical to streaming and i'm like right, amazon was trying to push it to streaming so quick for the holidays so i'm like right, i get it but you should let me should let it should let it how air 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 had a 45 i feel like window. i feel like you know for for i'll say this amazon because holidays no one goes to movies no one i feel like you a lot not of anymore. not anymore yeah uh, not like anymore. not anymore that's what i'm saying so i feel not like anymore. there would have been a very big period for them where it was dead and they would have gotten no traction, you know. What I mean, no, like, no views, and so that, you know, box off whatever. That the number would have been too low. The the earnings would have been too low. So I feel like, you know, they're probably just doing it in a business way where they're like, yeah, no, we're gonna bring it out here, but the holidays are gonna come and it's gonna be dead, and so might as well just pull it. But I understand what you're saying too. Let me see the. I don't know the budget. Uh, I watched the trailer. And it caught my attention, and it's, you know the guy from Euphoria. By the way, I hate his character actor. in Euphoria. Great actor, fucking great actor. Great actor. <laughs> he's killing it. Honestly. Great actor, he's, man. he's expanding too, and so I'm excited yeah, to see where he goes. I really am. Yeah, he, uh, he, uh, he, uh, I was kind of surprised by this. I don't know what happened. There was no kind of like reason why. 
So Andrew Garfield was supposed to play Dr. Frankenstein in the Guillermo del Toro movie. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Garfield quit. He just quit. So now what? he got replaced. There's no reason why. He did, he quit. So now it's going to be Jacob Elordi is going to be playing Andrew Garfield uh, mm. character. I'm like, okay, that's a, a good sub, but I would prefer Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield down. would have been a perfect fucking Dr. Frankenstein. Let me see. Yeah, let me see if I can find the article. I was like, really? It happened during the stupid award show the other day. I saw it over like social media and it was like, oh, he's done. And I was like, he quit. I was like, really? I was like, that would have been sick. Oh, let's see. Let me see. Oh, yeah, Teen Vogue. Yeah, I'll listen to that. Yeah, oh, my my boy Doug Jones is gonna be in it. I hope I don't get mistaken for him again. Uh, <laughs> stupid ass fucking reception. Fucking room. What's your name, Doug Jones? She goes, stop playing with me, boy. I was like, my name is Doug Jones. She goes, I see some ID. Give her my ID. She goes, oh. Need your ticket. I was like, why would I lie about that? Like, I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who would have thought that common name is something that someone else besides the actor oh, has? Was yelling at me too. I was like, uh, <laughs> also too. Again, hot. I probably, probably get shit on this for two, but it's it's out there. I'm very local. I did not like Shape of Water at all. I think Del Toro was a great filmmaker. I think he's, I think he's a really good dude too. Um, I just. It, the movie was not for me, and I was forced to go to that movie four different times during film school, and it was mandatory. It was like a screening yeah, school. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's creative. It's creative, obviously, great score, you know, but it wasn't for me. It was not for me. And I had to see the movie four different times in film school at four different screenings. Cause it was through, it was through like, classes, through, like, screening classes or whatever. Like, my, my teachers were all part of, like, whatever. I was like, okay, whatever. And I was like, oh, man, I can see this movie again. And my fourth time, I had to go, I had to go see it was junior year right before you came to visit me for my 21st well, remember i do story for our, our audience whatever is that they were having a they were having a doug jones the actor who i'm not related to whatsoever but great actor you know he was silver surfer he was in the hellboy movies he's the fish man uh in shape of water he's like he's a creature actor he's a he's a great actor he's a great yeah actor. He, he was a great in, actor uh... It wasn't Pan's Labyrinth. No. It was. It was. He was. Yeah, he was. He, he, was, was, a he was. Thing with the eyes in the hands, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's him. That's, that's him. Uh, he, he also did the, uh, what's that Angel movie? Uh, uh, you know, when, when, when one angel comes down and he's like, I'm here to save the world and stuff, and like they're in like this little diner. Oh, yeah. Remember? Oh, that oh, one, oh, he, Legion. he, Legion. Legion, yeah, he's Legion. A, yeah, he's yeah. a fucking creepy guy with the big mouth Legion. that there's yeah. always a picture of you. Know, that's, him. And, that's him, and because he's so lanky, he's fucking. He's, he's so very, weird. he's he plays like he's a he's a character actor for sure. He plays these creatures. Also, you want, I love that. You know what? He's also the alien and the watch. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> he is. Yes, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> is that great? He's the he's the he's the uh, alien in the watch. I'm like, what, man? That's awesome. And the watch movie that you and I love. Fuck deeply. you, Chucho. You, Chucho. And yeah, he's he's the alien in the watch. I'm like, that's hilarious. Um. Anyway, so Chucho, no, no, God, no. He, he's his body fell. He's, like, he's not coming back. <laughs> he's not coming back. He's still he's crying. Back. Like and I love when they were shooting the alien. <laughs> 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 they got <kept> shooting, <laughs> just making sure. It's such a great movie. It's it's so it's so funny, dude. It it 
I I love Ben Stiller. Like Ben Stiller is such a phenomenal writer and just actor. I love seeing the things that he does. Growing up on Ben Stiller is a big thing for it. It was Jim Carrey, Ben Stiller, and um um and Adam Sandler. Those were people yeah, I man. grew up on. I loved their movies because because you know, as a kid, so comedy and comedy, you know, runs in my family. Like movie wise, like we love comedy, especially dark comedy or just stupid comedy as well. So you know, Big Daddy. Uh, it's been years since I watched what was it, Fat Camp or whatever. Oh, heavyweights. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Dodgeball, <laughs> which is great. You know, he's a laser, laser. <laughs> you, you already know Michel. Michel. <laughs> so good. La Flor. <laughs> I love this character. Oh, that's so much. It's a, it's a, it's a, a movie so good. Let's uh, get out of here, Michel. <laughs> Michel, because Michel. We want. Because this place is filled with a bunch of losers. <laughs> Loser. Yeah, it's so good. What, uh, was it looking up originally? Uh, oh, yeah, scheduling conflicts. So, yeah, Garfield has dropped out of Del Toro's Frankenstein due to scheduling conflicts. Yeah, that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. Yeah. What's Garfield even? But anyway, the, well, the girl. He might the, be doing some, was... another movie. He has a family too, as well, right? He has young kids, I think, right? Nope. No, nope, I thought he had family. No, he. Uh, I think he has. I think he has a girl, new girlfriend, but uh, he has. Yeah, new, he has okay, a, I, mean, I guess. Hmm. He has uh, right. two movies and po- he has two movies in post already. They're already in post production. I don't know, but uh, mm. I, don't, I don't know. But yeah, anyway, so like maybe something tantalizing, more tantalizing came along. Probably could could, could have been like, hey, you want? I can't. I can't pass on this, unfortunately. Yeah, um, but uh. You ne- you never know, but uh, yeah. Anyway, the the girl the girl thought I was lying when I said that Doug I was I was with Doug Jones while Doug Jones was the guest of honor at the screening, and I was like, oh, I'm not lying about that. She was she got mad at me. She was just like, stop you playing should, with me. And I was next like, time, just say I'm Douglas Jones. I should yeah I should, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> but my my, my legal my, my legal full name. <laughs> yeah, your so legal mad, full bro. name. She was so <laughs> mad at me. It's like I'm not joking with you, bitch. Right, but also just like I understand, like why the hostility off off the rip? By the way, like usually people, yeah. I feel like people would be like, ah, oh, that's funny. What what's it, your actual name? You'd be like, she, no, I'm actually my name is actually Doug Jones. Like no, she was just like, don't go fucking lie. <laughs> but you're you're not him. You're not <laughs> him. You're not. <laughs> don't you lie. What's that movie? Don't you love me? What was it? Uh, oh yeah, no, I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of Talladega Nights. Don't you put that shit on me? Don't you put that? Don't you put that shit on me, Rick and Bobby? Don't you put that on me? R.I.P. The Great Michael Clark Duncan. R.I.P. Man. I. Uh yeah, but uh, I don't know it's it's gonna be just yeah. I uh, you're right. He's definitely back to your Jacob Elordi. Yeah, I think he's definitely gonna be. Uh, he's a great actor. He's really good in Saltburn. Like you really like you see him not as like a complete. He's friend. doing that new Elvis, or is that out already? Yeah, Zeta liked it a lot. Zeta said he really? Zeta, Zeta saw it the other day, and she was saying that like he was really good. 
and because it's a very different Elvis, obviously, from the Elvis it, movie that came out. Yeah, uh, and this year. one's from the view of his his ex wife. Yeah, his wife. Yeah, because it's based on the book she wrote. Based on the book that she uh, that she wrote and she produced. Uh, yeah, and she, he was yeah. She was saying that he was a really good uh, Jacob, uh, really good uh, Elvis. Uh, he was a really good him. <laughs> he was good him. Hey, man. He, you do, boo boo. Uh, he was doing himself through and through. That's just who he, he was. Uh, he uh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm I'm way off. So I'm sorry. So Andrew Groff was going to play the actual monster, and because oh, really? Oscar Isaac's going to be playing Doctor Frankenstein. Uh, oh, okay. So now, sorry, I'm sorry, my correction, my, my bad. Uh, Garfield's supposed to play the monster, dropped out, and now Jacob Elordi's going to be playing uh, the monster. And what's so weird, too, is that this happened like a week after Ryan Gosling uh, dropped out of the Wolfman uh, remake. Oh, was... really? That would have been good, too. Yeah, you know why? You know who's doing it? Is Lee Winnell did Upgrade. Really? Yeah, okay. and I was like, oh, that man. would have been so interesting. You want to know why I would love to see be remade? Here, I'll say this because I don't like remakes. You guys know that, but I would love to see something like it because I rewatched it? it not too long ago. Uh, what was it? Uh, um, uh, Werewolf in London or whatever. Oh, American Werewolf in London. Yeah, yeah, American yeah. Werewolf in London. Let's go that one. That would be interesting. You know, not not London, but something like it. You know, because it it plays on the lore of, you know, originally where the Wolfman came from. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. you know, this creature in the woods, blah blah blah. It's it's, a, it's the, a dark comedy. It's a very dark comedy. <laughs> it is. It is. It is something <laughs> else. Dark it's very dark, but just, uh, you know, something like that. Just change uh, London to Detroit. There you go. <laughs> just, God. <laughs> so what are you talking about? <laughs> the Wolfman be running around. Where is everyone? Fucking hell. Hey, funny, at, after I saw a Barbarian, I literally tweeted out, I'm like, this is why I fucking hate Detroit. I got somebody likes and retweets on that. <laughs> People from Detroit hate Detroit. What but, do you yeah. mean? We, we watched it, I, I watched it with Zeta again when Grant was in town a year or two ago. And, like, and she was like, is this really Detroit how bad it is? And Grant was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like, there's, I always, I see this meme of like destroyed houses and cars and stuff. And it's like Detroit before bomb, Detroit after. It's the same picture. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's, it's hilarious. It's the same. There's, there's a great, uh, there's a great line. Deadpool, Deadpool one and two have, Two of the best lines that Ryan Reynolds has ever written, if you ask me. The first Deadpool one, where he, where he sees like TJ Miller put him on the Deadpool list, whatever, and he goes, he goes, well, fuck you, man. Because the joke's on you. I'm gonna lift 102 and then dying like Detroit. That cracked <laughs> me up in the theater. You have no idea. Yeah. I Dude, was I laughing. Died laughing. It was the it's the funny. He goes, I'm gonna fuck you. The joke's on you. I'm gonna lift 102 and then die like the like Detroit, and it cracks me up. And the <laughs> Like, if I watch it, it makes me laugh so hard for some reason. And the Deadpool, Deadpool two, the line where he cracks me up, where they're interviewing all like the X Force people, and he goes, uh, uh, "Bill Skarsgård, who's been in that movie, he's like this spits venom, whatever." He goes, "I can spit uh, acidic venom. Do you want to see?" And Ryan Reynolds goes, "No, no, 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 we're good. We've all eaten at Arby's before." <laughs> <laughs> for- 
<laughs> subtle lines that like you watch it's funny you watch it again they kind of just like they stick with you and that Detroit line and the Arby's line just, just makes me laugh every time I watch those movies because it's so because <laughs> it's so random it's so like okay that's pretty funny actually but like they're not, he's not wrong but uh yeah that's uh <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of line he has in the DP3. Oh, I, I can't wait. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Oh, dude. And then we're gonna finally see the fucking outfit. Oh, I oh, know, dude. People have been waiting years. And what what movie I... was it that they that they brought the the costume to life, but they never showed it in the movie? It's uh, it's a deleted scene, and the one that you and I saw in high school, the one who goes to Japan. Okay, the Wolverine. The Wolverine, yeah, the Wolverine. Which honestly, it's a pretty the, the good Wolverine. Movie. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's good not, movie. I feel like they fucked up with the enemy. I think that's why they ruined. That's why they lost people. Yeah, I everybody saw that. You were, we saw that in high school. You were like, they had me, and then they they, they lost you when. Uh, and then they lost me. Yeah. yeah remember, if, you, if if you're t- on TikTok, you know, basically, you you had me, and and then you lost you me. You lost me. Yeah, I, I I I would agree with that, and it's like, but I think thanks to that movie, we got Logan. Thanks thanks to that movie, which yeah, is Logan, which God. did so well. I feel like oh, we yeah. might got Logan anyways if well, the movie did well. Well, remember they weren't they wanted to do Wolverine rated R, and Fox said no, 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 you're not doing this. And remember, this was before Deadpool was even announced. So thanks mm-hmm. to Deadpool, we got Logan. That's really why we got Logan because Deadpool okay. did so well and it it made it made so much fucking money. And so the studio felt like, cool, we can we can do we can do Logan R now. And it's funny enough, Margot Robbie has an interview with uh, I think GQ, uh, and she was saying that when they were prepping and shooting the first Suicide Squad back in 2016, no no 2014 2014 sorry. Uh, she goes, hey, because they wanted they were gonna, they were they were already prepping to do like a you know a Mark Harley Quinn solo spinoff movie, right? And she goes, cool, I want to do rated R. And this is like 2014, 2015, it's before Deadpool even came out. And the studio goes, no, 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 no. Doing PG thirteen, lunchboxes, Mickey D's, uh, you know, Happy Meal toys, everything. And she goes, what? Real what? Sadly, and- yeah, sadly, film industry is still a business so like when it comes to production oh, yeah. i always tell people this like really oh. depends on how a movie goes that it is that production took it for the business wise like that's why we don't have a lot of r-rate you know here moves like suicide squad ship you know and harley quinn ship at radar like you know like it really like a lot of these things like you know right now and i'll say this like it, it's not as much but there, but we talked about the beginning of this podcast, not this episode, but like when we first started the podcast, is that the world is being child friendly, which doesn't help anyone, and it's very yeah. frustrating because like I don't understand why this world is revolving around children. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's... Because like growing up. There were so many many rated R and unrated movies, and you couldn't watch any of them unless your parents were cool. It's like, all right, we're gonna watch this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's but like the world wasn't focused around us as kids. Like McDonald's and stuff, yeah. But like movie, the industry, the movie industry wasn't 
Like, we had our kid movies, but we, you know, we were, you know, there's also grown-ups. There's a lot of shit we couldn't do. And I was like, you know, a lot of shit was taken away from us because people are like, what about little Timmy and Tammy? Fuck little Timmy and Tammy. Fuck them kids. I don't <laughs> shit. I am, I am an adult. Yeah. It's like when I was, when cigarettes start, went to 21 and I was 20. I was pissed. Oh, yeah. Remember, I couldn't buy blood. Couldn't buy cigarettes. Nothing. I, I've been. I was buying cigarettes and stuff for since I was like 15, 16, from the gas station. They're like, nah. I was like, mother. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you know. It's like. Yeah. It's like this this giant change of like. I don't like that. It, it takes away from us. Like like make movies for kids and stuff. But also don't, you know, not everything is for kids and not every character is for kids. You know what I mean? Like make your like make your little Star Wars kid movie shows, movies, whatever. I don't care. But don't take away from the adult fans as well. Because when Star Wars first came out and it was introduced, there was kids and adults who loved the the stories and stuff like that. So so it was very frustrating to see them be like, no, no, no. We're doing this for kids. And can't and, do that. And I no, I agree. You you can't you can't childproof everything. And that's the thing. It's, yeah. You know, it's 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 that's that's the biz. Uh, but uh, no, you're right. That's why I like the interviews. Some of this, Margaret Robbie was saying that like thanks to Deadpool, Logan. Thanks to Deadpool. People people don't like that movie as much. I I like the movie a lot actually. I went to the press screening of it. Not I went to the screening of it when I came back to, from visit to ASU during my senior year of college. The Birds of Prey movie is really fun because it is rated R. It's, it, Chad, Chad Selesky, who did the John Wick movies, came out to do like the action direction, which really it, it show and it shows too. It's a fun movie, you know, because you get to see Harley Quinn stab people and stuff like that, and it's and it's it's fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah, uh, like Harley Quinn is not child friendly no, character. No, 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 no. Nor she Joker. went. She went through mental and physical abuse from Joker, who had no love for her, by the way. And then she also murders a lot of people in very fucked up ways. Why? Because Joker murdered a lot of people in fucked Mm -hmm. up ways. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I always talk about this. There's a scene, and they sort of did this. But they didn't. They didn't do it the same way as the comic book. But they did this for the movie. Uh, uh, the you know, where they're in a strip club and Joker is meeting an associate, and Harley Quinn is dancing, mm. and Joker sees him staring at Harley Quinn, and the Joker goes, "Would you like to you know, you know, have a dance and you know, in a private room with Harley, something like that?" And oh yeah, goes, that was really the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the comic book was worse. The comic book was oh, way yeah. like graphic. So in the comic book, he goes, "Okay, so they go into a back room and then the guy starts coming out, right? After some time, and you see him stumbling and he is his whole body was skinned. So from neck down, he had no skin because the Joker skinned him." So he didn't get shot. He got skinned and then he died. Fuck. Ugh. 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 That would have been great if they did that in the movie, but we can't do that. Uh, I, I, you know, if James Gunn, who's, I mean, I know, talk about him a lot on the show. If James Gunn, real quick, if James Gunn 
was able to do rated R Suicide Squad because he wanted to do that from the get go. If he can now incorporate that as the head of DC and do actually kind of like quote unquote mature stuff like that, or kind of like you know heart rated R, you know TVMA stuff, I don't. I feel like he would. I think he would. I feel like he would because he he definitely likes to go in dark places with his movies, even non DC stuff like Slither or Super. Like he he'll he'll go dark if he if he can. So but you're right. I mean that the previous DC universe. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And, uh, no, hell no, hell no, hell no, hell no. And that's like <laughs> not seeing that. But uh, yeah, I would. I just it's you're right. You can't you can't childproof anything. But uh, it was it was cool. It was cool to hear that that Margot Robbie said, she credits Ryan Reynolds for like in Deadpool for like giving her yeah. the chance to like make a move, the move that she wanted to make it, you know, it didn't really do well, unfortunately, in box office wise. Also, it was coming out during, right, right when COVID hit too. So it was kind of like, oh shit, great. But um, no, you're right. It's, yeah. And again, like I said, I'm, I'm looking, I, I I think you should be out, I think you should be out here in July. I mean, probably not, actually not now because it's going to be probably too hot for you. I'm like, you come on July, we see Deadpool 3, all three of us. But like, God, no. Probably too hot. Probably too hot. Right, right. Walking around with an umbrella and shit. <laughs> yeah. like, we, we can see that. We can see that night. We can see that night. We can't, we can't go out during the day. <laughs> right, day I sleep uh, like a vampire. Uh, <laughs> I melt uh, just in a different way. <laughs> um, it's so hot. But all right, my boy. So yeah, you, I mean, we we ha- we haven't uh, we haven't done it in a while actually. I think because we've been done a lot of movie lists the past couple of weeks. But you wanna? Yeah, because we we say like our top whatever. A lot of that we haven't really needed. Week. Yeah. <laughs> I but uh i know what you're talking this. about and it's the motherfucking one-on-ones Let's let me explain it. it to the new people who decided to watch the most recent episode or just some random one in the middle i don't know might be in the future to talk about anyways what <clears throat> our one-on-ones is at the end of the show each of us go around and we recommend one show and one movie right and it can be new or it can be old and we don't we don't expect you to watch it right away. We just hope that we it catches your interest. You put it on your movies list, whatever, Netflix, whatever app you use, or maybe something on your phone in your notes. And eventually down the road, sometime in the near or distant future, you watch it. Alright. You have Z Floor, the main man Doug. Thank you, my good sir. You know what? I'm going to go with a movie that I told you about in this episode. I'm going to go with Babylon, Damien Chazelle's Babylon. Uh, it's a movie that, you know, again, this kid was really kind of like the darling of a lot of mo- a lot of directors. He, I think he won, I think he's the youngest director to ever win uh, an Oscar, actually, as directing, because he, I think he made Whiplash when he was like our age, dude, which is hard to believe, wow. uh, which is really kind of like, kind of remarkable. Uh, and you know this and again he got he um he got a lot of these writing jobs kind of like do a script doctor kind of rewrite some stuff like that uh Jason Blum kind of discovered him in a way to have him write or like, like a Blumhouse picture from like 11 10 years ago and then Jason Blum liked him so much that he did Whiplash um but Babylon really it's it's the his fourth movie's follow up to First Man that I, I don't I don't really care for if you ask me uh but again it's Sudden, like it's a very outrageous, really like, really kind of like, kind of like, kind of like phonetic, like crazy movie, a movie about these two stars from 1920s Hollywood to 1930s. I want to say it's like the 
transition between silent films to quote unquote talkie movies when people start talking in movies the first time and you know stuff like that. Um, and it's really this epic story about trying to make it in the industry, trying to become an actor, trying to like go through like sex, the drugs, the craziness of it, craziness of it all. Excuse me. Uh, and it's it's a wild three hours, a wild ride. But Margot Robbie is phenomenal. Brad Pitt is fantastic. Um, I would put up there right next to La La Land. This is his best movie. Again, I love Whiplash too. But honestly, this movie is just, it's like, it has Wolf of Wall Street vibes to it. Maybe that's why I like it so much. But the direction from him, the writing from it, it's, it's an original three-hour love letter to Hollywood in ways, but also kind of saying its flaws too of like, you know, even a movie that's set like 100 years ago, we're still seeing a lot of the same issues that we're seeing today in Hollywood. It's kind of like some of kind of like the messages, the themes, whatever, staying relevant in Hollywood. And it's a really epic story that I think came out and like it tanked. It made no money and didn't get the best reviews. But I think it's going to be a movie that people watch one day be like, what was I thinking? This movie's awesome. I think, I think it's going to be, I think it'll be a cult classic at its love one day, but uh, it's a, it's a three hour epic movie. It's great. It's super funny at times. Great six, great score, great soundtrack. Phenomenal performances. So yeah, Babylon. Definitely watch uh, Babylon if you can. And for show, oof. Oh man, what show? I I'm, I already recommend a show that I'm watching right now, which is Reacher. I'm trying to think of a show that I'm I'm not recommending, man. It's, probably I keep track of my shows that I watch. Uh, this uh, oh, I got one for you. It's called The Sex Lives of College Girls. Uh, it's uh, it's show that David Gordon Green, who I like a lot, you know, did Halloween, he's bound down, stuff like that. He directed the few first pilots. It's Minnie Kaling show, Minnie Kaling show, who I love, you know, obviously she's, um, uh, oh my God, what's her name from, uh, The Office? Which one? I, Minnie, uh, oh my God, dude. Who, I'm... Mindy Kaling and... Jenna. Oh, Kelly. She's Kelly. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. a brain fart. Oh, Kelly. I was like saying, Kelly. like, what do you mean? Like, Kelly, Kelly. Try and find Kelly. the other actor Kelly. from the show? No, no, okay, no. Yeah, Kelly. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly yeah. Ford. She's hilarious. She's one of the she's great writer. It's her show about uh, there's like fictional town, fictional college, whatever, and like East Coast, whatever. But like, it has kind of like Judd Apatow, Freaks and Geeks kind of vibe to it in a way of kind of just like these girls trying to like navigate through college, kind of like quote unquote, like post COVID in a way. Um, and I'll tell you what, Chalamet's sister isn't it? And she's a way better actor than than he is. <laughs> and I'm saying something. Uh, and Renee Rapp, who's from Mean Girls, the two other girls too. I'm blanking on their names. They all have fantastic chemistry. See that that's a better Mean Girls show, quote unquote, than the Mean Girls musical. Way different stories, obviously, but it's kind of like them in college figuring out like you know sex lives and you know just kind of just like partying and you know school, whatever. So it's a very quick. 25 minute episodes it's a comedy it's a lot of fun uh yeah it's, a, it's on hbo max it's on max and hbo worth the watch so yeah uh, my movie of the week is at babylon and my show of the week is the sex lives of college girls the floor is yours my friends all right uh i'm gonna start with the show because uh i'm also gonna be talking about the show i mentioned today which is percy jackson i think it's a great show it's what a few episodes still in uh i think you know the young actors are fantastic are doing phenomenal i think you know that the uh you know the cast and crew and director all were all able to find a way to you know get around disney without them you know lessening it from the story yeah. and the characters so i really like it 
it's interesting. A lot of big names, a lot of, and I feel, well, I don't want to say big names, but a lot of known people are in it as well, uh, has new blood. Uh, so, you know, definitely watch it. I fucking hate Disney, but the show's great. Um, and for my movie, it's going to be Begin Again. That is currently on Amazon. I don't know about anything else, but... Uh, it's on freebie with ads, you know. So if you're gonna watch it on Amazon, you gotta watch it with ads. But it is it's been a my list forever. Movie. It's been my list forever, dude. <laughs> you you should watch it. It's actually really okay, good. I will. I will. Um, it is a uh, you know Mark Ruffalo plays this uh this uh, record exec who you know got let go from his own from the company and you know he's you know just trying to you know make it around when he when he you know he's at a bar drinking and he hears this uh young woman uh a young you know singer who uh played by Kira Knightley who you know uh he he sees her he hears her and we should you know we should make uh, a, an album together and uh she's like why he's like yeah we should make an album together so Eventually she agrees and they talk and he's like, you know, we could use the city as a sound. So I'm, I believe it's New York. I, yeah, most likely New York. And so, you know, he gets a band together uh, and, you know, she writes her songs and uh, and, you know, they uh, they become great friends and they start recording around the city, different locations, different things to, for the album. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so there's a lot of big names in it, um, like Adam Levine, who plays her, you know, who 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 plays a singer that was dating Keira Knightley's character, who who they broke up. So you know, and you know, I believe CeeLo Green is in there. But yeah, it's C-Lo a great Green. movie. Yeah, huh? <laughs> he's the most randomest celebrity. Like, good for him though. He's, <laughs> he's so weird and random, dude. But you know. <laughs> It's Zelo, yeah. so yeah, but you know he's in it, <laughs> uh, and it's yeah, it's it's a good movie. I highly recommend it. It's really good. I I enjoy it the first time I watch it. I need to watch it again. It's been years, um, but definitely do give it a recommendation. Um, all right, uh, Doug, go ahead and plug yourself. All right, my friend, I appreciate you as always, guys. You can find me on my personal page on Instagram is at the young. Jones. I'm also on Twitter, or sorry, X, Twitter, whatever, uh, at Capri underscore Sun, S-O-N. Um, also find our shows, socials on, on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok is the same, all at Midway Avenue Productions, and we'll see you next time, my guys. Yeah, you can find me on Twitch at the OG Cuban Rican, and of course on our link tree, which is on our Instagram, uh, our podcast Instagram, you can find Moses and uh, Nick's uh, links there, uh, if you guys do want to definitely check them out. Anyways, time to wrap this up, close it out. Thank you guys for joining us on this journey, or on this verbal journey through our thoughts, opinions, mad ramblings, and just, uh, you know, crazy ideas or opinions. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's so great that you returned. And for the new people who might be jumping in the middle, our, you know, brand new episode, thank you for being here. We hope that you guys return just like the other listeners. Please do 
share us with other people. We do love having this community grow bigger and bigger for people who, like us, have a passion for movies and TVs and everything entertainment. And, you know, you guys, uh, you know, creating a safe space where you guys, just like us, can ramble about your opinions and, and just things that pop into your head, whether it's whether people agree or not, whether you agree with us. We'd love for you guys to come back. Amos. Thank you so much. Have a good morning, afternoon, and night. We love y'all. Stay safe. Deuces.